Let's go ahead and bring the audio for them. I didn't even cut the audio that I wanted. To be honest with you. But that'd be fine. I'm going to continue doing my fat ass shit. But I don't want to hold you guys up too much longer. I'm just hoping that the audio sounds better than it did the last time. I heard the re-air of, this, of the last podcast, and I heard there were some glitches in there. I don't know how to fix that one. But I need to get this right before Wednesday's podcast, because hopefully things go a little bit better. I apologize for the inconvenience. But you know how this goes. The levels is good. The levels is good. The levels, the levels, the levels, the levels, the levels is good. to another edition of Monty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the one knowing Donald Thomas Taylor. It's another in Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. It's officially April 13th. We're a week away from, from, from my New Year's. We got postseason basketball going in. Right? It, it's, it's, a, it's a nice big day. They said we was going to have highs of like 92, lows of 76. Nice warm day. Partly cloudy chances of rain. I ain't, we ain't get the ch- we ain't get the rain over here where I was at, but I saw those rain clouds. I know what you probably saying, like, yo, my nigga, you supposed to go in at eight oh seven. I made a food run, like in the last minute. You know what I mean? Thought I had like 20, 30 minutes to spare. Ended up being the longest food run ever, and it wasn't even the spectacular I was going after. I, mean, I just really wanted a goddamn quarter pounder for some reason. Uh, I don't know why I was craving that shit, but I just wanted one. But we go get into this today's podcast. We got a whole bunch of shit to talk about. As you guys always know, until this happens, we go always, we always, we gonna always mention that we that we need to go ahead and free Brittany Griner. We also have what else we got? 
we also got a bunch of we we got we got a bunch of we got a we got we got massive NBA talk to get into, right? We got injuries, we got the planes to get into. We gotta gotta talk about the perfect game. We're gonna talk about breakout stores. We're gonna talk about Bluetooth, right? And we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about our next meeting at Sharkies. Oh my god, I hate this game already, right? We're gonna talk about a historic celebration that we witnessed, a ghostly performance. We finally have a re-signing. And we also gonna talk about the day that another that never was in a very weird way. You guys continue. We have all that and more continuing the Mighty Sports Podcast. But if you've been here long enough, you guys already know how we do this. We know what we say here. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. There you go. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? There's always a good time to talk some sports. Let's do this motherfucker. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. Man, let's get right into it. I told you, we, got, we have a... We have a big day, right? There's been a lot of things that's been happening. And in a weird way, there's a lot of nothing that has been happening. But there's always one thing that's very consistent with the podcast. And that is we like to start off the podcast by giving ourselves, by doing a little birthday shout out. And if you don't know what the birthday shout out, so then basically what we like to do is that we like to we like to give a little, little birthday shout out to everybody that's had a birthday since the last time that we, that we had a podcast. So for us, we got no birthdays for the 12th. Right, but we definitely got some birthdays for today, right? So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and break that down for everybody, right? Ayo DJ, my boy Chill, let's say yo DJ Mighty, drop that beat. Mm. Sorry, fucking these up. Forgot. Let's talk this properly. Talk to me nice, baby. So for all of those that it's the first time here, it's not a hard, it's not a hard song for you to catch on to. Everybody that's been here before, go ahead and sing aloud one time for the people in the back, and then we're gonna sing talk two times so everybody could be involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check it, check it. Yeah, I want that up a little bit higher. Can I get that higher? Yeah. Because yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it, yeah. Because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday. Check it, check it, yeah. Check it, check it, yeah. Like that's one time for the one time for everybody that didn't know. For now we gonna do this again for everybody that does know this. Because we just make sure we get this off and popping so we can get the podcast started, right? Because because yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it. Check it, yeah, check it, check it, because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday, check it, check it, check it, check it, alright, so the first birthday shout out goes to, right, we have a birthday shout out for Taylor Pettigrew, big shout out to Taylor Pettigrew, wanna give my birthday shout out to her, also, Birthday shout out to one, one, 
tattoos by Bam Bam, right? So my homeboy Bam Bam. Shout out to him. To a happy birthday to him. It was funny because I was just wondering about you not too long. I'm like, damn, what the hell you been doing? Because I know I was I was going through my head here on the podcast about all these people that I've known from this one particular workplace. And he's still and he's one of them. And after that, I don't think I've ever kept in contact with that many people from my, from one particular workplace ever. But I did when it came to him and that workplace. So just go ahead and wrap up the birthday party, right? So to Taylor and to Bam Bam, wish you all a happy birthday. Hope you party hard. Hope you enjoy everything. Hope you regret nothing. But more importantly, more importantly, we hope you continue to stay mighty, right? And, and you know what? I got to throw a little special bonus in there, right? As I completely forgot to send somebody some information, right? I got a little special bonus in there because I found out today that one of my homegirls, right, she just had a baby. And in this weird combination of shit that her child, her son was just born at 7.17 in the morning, which if you guys know, 7.17 happens to be the day I was born, right? But also, it happened to be, he happened to be born on April 8th, but happens to also be my munchkin's birthday. So you also want to give a shout out to, to another shout out to, wait, hold on. You just want to give a special shout out to, to, to Jason Gray, who he didn't have a birthday, but basically it is his birthday because it was the day that he was born into this world. So, happy born day. Jason Gray as well. It's a little late, but I think we can make an exception for somebody that's having their their entrance to the world moment, you know? Like, don't worry. By next year, I have the rest of it squared away. So to you as well. Party hard, enjoy everything, regret nothing. Right? Continue to stay my IT, get your weekend at birdies on. And get some of that natural, that natural breast milk because I know it's plentiful and bountiful. All right, DJ Mighty, go ahead and cut that beat for me. Go ahead and cut that beat so that we can start getting directly into the sports, right? Because we still got a big sports day. We still got a big sports day. We still got a really nice, decent-looking sports day in front of us. So let's get right into it. First things first. Let's talk about these NBA play-ins, right? Which I've already gone on record and making sure that I call this the the postseason, right? And as I as you guys already know, I've been calling this the postseason here on the podcast. I've already been hearing other individuals on radio shows now. And we heard we heard Van Gundy. I don't know, I think it was the this game right here. And this Charlotte and Atlanta game saying that they're going to call it the play-in, right? Or play, start calling it the playoffs. And what they're all just hinting towards is just considering all the, the an easy way to describe it. And they all just want to call it the postseason. And that's what they really just need to call it. But for what was... 
a playing tournament, right? For what was a postseason game, but not quite a playoff game, right? It was so, it was a hell of a game we experienced. Like we got some great games, and we're talking about both of them. We're talking about Brooklyn versus Cleveland. And we're also talking Minnesota versus the LA Clippers, right? And not only did we get like two really great games, and so far in this Atlanta and Charlotte, we're not getting a great game. This game was almost over. Let me and I'll be honest, I was rooting for Charlotte. I was hoping Trey Young was gonna lose. Uh, excuse me. Just about fifty-four seconds left to go in the third. Right, and uh, what's that about a 26 point lead? It doesn't look like Charlotte's gonna be able to come back, and that's kind of disappointing. I was really rooting for Jordan Brand on this one and Melo because Melo happens to be one of the few light skinned superstars that I do like, <laughs> and he also shares a namesake for the other light skinned superstar that I do. <laughs> So, I was definitely, definitely going for Sholin on this one. Now, as far as these, as this playing tournament goes, right? As far as this playing tournament goes. Like, no, it was good. It was, not only was it great, but I also thought it was a great lead-in to... the playoffs as well too at least those first at least the first night's game was like i said who knows if this game right here is going to become, become more competitive down the road on the fourth quarter mm. but as far as those first days game or last night's games went they were really a good leader. They they really got you, at least for me, right? I feel like it really got me hyped and excited to see what was going to happen in the playoffs now. Okay, now you got your shot, Brooklyn. What next? You got Boston now. What next? And my bad, I'm giving away results. But it... it it, it, it basically, in easier terms, it, set, it helped set the stage. That's what, that's what it really did. Like, it's, it set the stage. And because of how good that first game was, I believe, right? Especially that very first game. Especially, like, based off how good that first game was, it forced entry to me for the rest of these games, Right? For the remaining of these playing games, because it made me want to want to see and look in there and be like, okay, are all the are all these games going to be this good? Because also that like those both of those games were competitive, but the very first game, which is the Brooklyn and Cleveland game, like that game was competitive, and it didn't have to be, right? We're talking about a Brooklyn team that has mega stores on their team, and a Cleveland team that. While they were as as far up as I think the third spot at one at one point in time this year, we know that it's, it's still basically a lot of young talent on that team that 
may or may not be ready for this particular stage yet. There are growing pains that happen. So there was no guarantee that this may have been a good game or that all the games is going to be a good, especially for the first one. But the first one was a really good game and it, set, and it helped really set the stage. And then not only that, but the games also forced emotions out of it. Like it helped really trigger those emotions. You, you, you saw some of these celebrations. If you were the opponent of some of these teams waiting, you heard some of the things that was said. You saw what was done. You heard their reactions. And also, also they added a little bit of, we can call it NCAA tournament to it, but it really is a little bit of NFL intrigue to it, right? Where we get the one and done. It's one game elimination. That's like one takes it all. And thank you. There's a reminder for Talon. Thank you. So. These games, uh, that that one and done appeal, right? That final four, I just want to call it the final four because you're playing. These are really all. This is one time I'm gonna call them playing games. Like you're playing into the tournament, right? But that whole one and done appeal really does drag you in more, and you see how it also drags out the best in some of these players because I'm telling you right now, this isn't. These games don't feel like game one of the series, right? Of, of the first game of the series. No. The, all these games feel like game seven of the Eastern Conference Championship. Like, that's what these games feel like. Because for these game, for these guys, you know what? For them to get a chance, it's a chance, it's a chance. Right? You have to win this game. Just for the chance to continue. Just to help change the narrative of what your team has been over the last God knows how, how long. These guys are fighting for that chance to continue to compete. They don't want to go home. And with all of that good, there really is only one downfall. There really is only one downfall of this whole entire thing. And that is that, in a weird way, these games never happened. Like, that's what they should call the NBA play-ins. The NBA play-ins. The games that never happened. Because in, because in a weird way, we all heard this, right? None of these numbers are, are counting towards your regular season. Right, and none of these point, none of these stats are being counted towards the postseason. So the play-ins are really what they are. Like they, they are just 
they're, they're play-ins. But I'm going to tell you what also these last games from, or these couple of games from last night helped do. I think it kind of, I think it, it forced the discussion that you may need to start keeping track of these stats. Last night's performances really, really were something to, to, to witness. And the fact that there is going to be no record of it anywhere technically because they don't count anywhere, that's not going to cut it. We saw some really great performances. So we're gonna like these last. So last night's games, they're gonna force us to start keeping track of oh, who has scored the most points in a playing tournament or in the playing games. Like you, trust me, give it two years at most, and we're gonna start hearing oh, this guy has scored the most points in a playing tournament. Oh, this guy has had the greatest performance, the, the greatest performance in 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 the, in the playing tournament. Oh, oh, this is the greatest moment that we've ever noticed in, um, in, in the play-in tournament. Oh, this person is, is the most clutch player in the play-ins. Like, we were given a reason to start tracking these numbers. And before we start talking about continuing to track these numbers, we're going to take our first break, right? We're going we, we go, we go, we to go ahead and pay homage to, to a group of individuals that, that I highly respect across the world and that's not just just the ones that are in this organization but also the rest of the organizations in this country and around the world let's go ahead and get that in there they didn't join this team to win championships or become famous they joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it they are brighter better educated led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Like, yeah, no, I just wanted to get something and drink real back. Thank like, you listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Mm. Oh, my God. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes <clears throat> that Publix lemonade, especially the mango one, it is 100% worth taking that early break for. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But let's continue. As you guys know, right, if you guys have not been here before, I always like to have some kind of game going on in the background. Right now, I have the... Charlotte, obviously, I have the Charlotte and Atlanta game going on right now. So that's what we'll be watching and we'll be keeping track of as we just, as you guys listen to the podcast and I can give, give you guys this work. Now, we had what was our second, we had what, the first game of the evening, right? Which was the, basically the, the, the play-in game for that seventh spot. And this was between one Cleveland Cavaliers and the Brooklyn Nets. And... 
I'm not gonna lie. This had its like automatically. This had all all kinds of levels of intrigue. And the very first most notable. bullet point a level of intrigue that was joined well, that that came from this was there it waxing them this is a 31 point lead atlanta has over charlotte atlanta the 9 seed charlotte the 10 seed so the winner of this game goes and plays the loser of the Brooklyn Cleveland game for that last eighth spot. And I know a part of me like I shouldn't say this, but a part of me hopes I could give that 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 um that chill will gets a reason to hate Trey Young the way that I hate Trey. <laughs> and I know that's not completely saying like the, the best thing, but you guys know what I'm really trying to say. Right? I just I just want like I really don't want to see them lose, to be honest with you. I just want to have a reason to hate Trey Young. But we saw that game last night between Brooklyn and Cleveland, a 7-8 spot. And the first entry that we that we got from this is Kyrie versus Cleveland. Kyrie versus his former team, versus the team that he that that, that he drafted him, versus the team that he won a championship for, versus the team that he hit an iconic shot that helped over-catapult his career and his ego and his image. Now, one of the things that did get me, right, as I'm looking at this matchup, I was actually kind of surprised that Cleveland was in this position, to be honest with you. If you heard me talk earlier, I'm doing some bar shit with you right now. I ain't gonna lie. But if you heard me talk earlier, you heard me mention that at one point in time, like both of these teams, Brooklyn and Cleveland, were in a much higher position that they currently are in. Ooh. At one point in time, Kelly Uber is Mr. It's Mr. Easy Dunk, and that's why your team is down by fucking 30. But um, you saw, damn, you saw Cleveland at one point in time as the number three spot in the in the East for for a good portion of the season, right? You saw them the three spot, the four, but even the four spot at times. But they were really holding down their own and surprising a lot of entities, right, for a good portion of this year. Brooklyn Nets, no different. At one point in time, they were the number one team in the East. And then Kevin Durant got hurt, and next thing you know, they're struggling for the 10th spot. One spot ahead of the New York Knicks. While they still had Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I'm just saying. Just reminding you, the guys are still having that team. 
while they plummeted from first to damn near worst of the postseason contenders. But, as we said, Cleveland, same thing kind of happened with them. Like, they fell off drastically. So even having this matchup was weird. You know, it's some Dumbo shit in its own right, right? Some goofy shit in its own right because, like, no, both of these teams shouldn't be here. So the intrigue started to build there even as well. We're like, okay, let's see what two teams that should not be here, uh, if they would have met, if the season would have ended a lot sooner into the year, right, and you're talking about these two teams meeting, you're talking about what a possibly when they would have met would have been in the Eastern Conference Championship game? If you're talking about the one seed meeting the three seed? And if that's supposed to be the case of what could have been the highest level of performance we could have witnessed while watching this game, I am very glad to say that's kind of what we got. And for those that would have thought, like, damn, this game was a little bit closer than it should have been, especially granted the performances that we saw, well, that kind of tells you why. This isn't just a Brooklyn team that should have been the number one seed falling all the way down to the 10th spot, right, or whatever spot they fell into, 7th spot, 8th spot, 10th spot, something like that, right? This isn't just that. It's also a Cleveland team. That was a three spot falling all the way down where they fell to as well. And we got a game in a weird way that reflected that, right? And this was a again a really good playoff warm-up game. This is a really good matchup game to be like, okay. If this is any indication of what the playoffs are going to look like, I am here for the next 54, 84, however many games it takes to get this job done or to, get, or to go through the playoffs, cumulatively, between all teams. We saw great performances. Hella performances. Kyrie Irving may have had. Actually, let me go ahead and put this in, in the way that I, that I was I was teasing you guys with. Kyrie Irving had the greatest performance in play in history, and he may go down as having one of the greatest performances in play in history for a long ass time. It wasn't just, though, one of the greatest performances in playing history. We saw one of the greatest performances in basketball history, to be honest with you. We really did. This is one of those times that, ooh, that we really saw poetry in motion once again. My business know it's done. That's why he's getting a technical on a block that really doesn't matter that much with three, six minutes left to go. Come on, Bridge, stop. Now you're, trying to, now you're just trying to get kicked out because you know your team is losing by 31 points. Oh, nope. 
He was already ejected. Look at that. Some dude tried to antagonize him. And I think he threw his arm sleeve at him. And the dude trying to act all innocent and shit. Fuck you, dude. You don't get to play innocent once you talk shit. Yeah. He imploded and he purposely imploded. So let's go let's talk about the, the implosion that really happened on the court in Brooklyn, right? And we're talking about implosion. We're talking about complete a complete bomb. Where Kyrie Irving was Perfect, right? When I say perfect, I'm looking at the half. Kyrie Irving is perfect through the half. Three quarters in. Kyrie Irving is perfect three quarters into this game, folks. Hadn't missed a shot. To be honest with you, I'm looking at his stat line right now. And I can't even recall when he missed the shots that they say that he missed. Because he must have all came in the fourth quarter. And I'm seeing right now they were all three-pointers. As Kyrie Irving will finish the game playing 42 minutes. So did Kevin Durant, 42 minutes. But going 12 for 15. From the um from the um, field goal, three for six from um, from three point range, a perfect seven for seven from the line, to go along with three rebounds, twelve assists, and a steal. Four turnovers and five fouls. But you saw Kyrie Irving have one of his masterful performances. We're talking about, I don't know how many times you could you could say this about about, about Kyrie Irving, but. You can see him with the ball on the string, slicing up that defense. I'm um, finally slicing up that uh, that defense like he was doing that shit with a Kimsu knife. But to my, he could even cut this rotten tomato. Like <laughs> it was that kind of surgical performance, and you even saw Kevin Durant add nine for sixteen, right, forty two minutes and twenty five points. But what was even a little bit more impressive about what Kevin Durant did. And Kyrie ever did the same thing as too, but what one of the most impressive that you saw Kevin Durant did is that you saw neither well neither one of them you saw really forced the issue. Kyrie Irving just scored points how Kyrie Irving scored points. That's just you know he just did it in his way. That's just how he does it. But um, Kevin Durant, you can see that. When that pressure or when that double team or when the extra man or the help came, he found his open man. He found that open man within the flow of offense and got the ball to them. And not to say that Kyrie Irving did it, but they both did. It just looks different when Kyrie Irving does it and Kevin Durant does it. It really does. But it's basically the same exact thing.
The only thing about this is that it again goes down as one of the greatest performances that never really happened. As it currently stands right now, the NBA is not keeping track of playing tournament stats. Playing tournament stats are basically limbo stats right now. They're 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 they they are Julius Randle kind of stats. Actually, the MVP of the they should give an MVP of the play-ins every single year and call it the Julius Randle Award. That's how many empty calories that this particular series has. I think I'm out of fries. Like I said, Kyrie, he did his thing. He got busy. He completely controlled the offense. And in his way of controlling his team's offense, so did Kevin Durant. They also dictated the other team's defense. As you can see, they couldn't stop him. And after a certain amount of time of not stopping somebody, you're going to be forced to get that extra help. And that extra help just led to him getting 12 assists. Now, after this impressive win, right, and impressive performances that led to a win, because it was only a seven-point game, right? That's what helped make the game so good all the way through, is that even as Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are balling, this game is tight. They get a mass. They, they got. They got a massive, massive. <laughs> massive injection of offense and energy from Brown. Seth Curry was was almost a non-factor. We'll we'll give you the only of a person this weekend that was a bigger that that was a bigger non-factor than Seth Curry. And he actually scored more points than Seth Curry. But the reason he's a bigger non-factor than Seth Curry was is because his team relies on him a whole lot more than this team relies on Seth. So the, this game ends, right? And it's from one storyline to the next storyline that's revolved around Kyrie. In a sense where you get now you get to move from Kyrie Irving taking on his former team that he won a championship with to the former team that Kyrie Irving's reputation really started taking a massive hit with. And that is one Boston Celtics. A team that said, "Yo, we're better with we're better without you than we are with you." A team that says, "We've gone further with Marcus Smart as our as our point guard than you as our point guard. We went further with 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 Kimball Walker as our point guard than you as our point guard." And we see how useless Kimball Walker is these days. We went further with Isaiah Thomas as our point guard than you as our point guard. 
Like, we've seen Boston easily get rid of Kyrie and say, like, eh, we don't need you to do this. Actually, when it comes to act, when it comes to doing this and the growth of our team, we'll rather do this without you because you're a detriment to our to our team winning when we and also us counting on you and also the growth of other teammates. That's what Boston said. So Kyrie Irving gets to go back and play that team that felt that way about him, right? That had those kind of trepidations about him. And those kind of feelings about him. And obviously, you know what it doesn't do? It doesn't stop them. Or it doesn't stop Kyrie and them from saying what they're thinking. And, and, and that's what's happened a lot is that from people saying exactly what's on their mind, regardless of the repercussions. Or what it may do or what kind of fuel it may it may it may fire. Or fire it may fuel. And, that, and you hear that in the press conference that they had where the lake, where the Clipper, where the, where the Nets, they're, they're over like, you know what? We feel good about going against this Boston team with no, is it, is it Williams they miss it? <clears throat> that they're missing their center, Rob Williams or something like that? With no, with no center, um, with their center out, like we know that we can go after, we can go after, after Al Hartford. And they mentioned another one of their uh, another one of their power forwards or, or big men that are kind of undersized, and we can go after these guys and and get easier buckets, you know, with them down low than versus Williams. We know that we'll have an easier time with them down low versus Williams, and it's not and it's probably not a lie, like it's probably one hundred percent the truth, and I feel like we all feel that a lot of people feel that way. That without Boston's, without Boston and their starting center, because it's kind of open themselves up in the middle for a team that really functions in that mid range and at the rim, believe it or not. It's just that you don't expect them to say it when they know that they have them next, and there's going to be a seven game series, and and you have to try to pull off victories either. And you got to try to pull off a victory in their home crowd or in their home court. And I know that you have the kind of players that you feel like you could get a victory anywhere. This is still for seven games. And while I do trust Brooklyn in, in a one-game playing tournament, right? Or a one-game playing game. I do hold a little bit of trepidation. I do hold a little bit of doubt. When it comes to playing some of these other higher seeded teams for a long series, Boston's not going to be any slouch. It's going to be very interesting to see Marcus Smart against Kyrie Irving, right? And Jalen Brown on Kyrie Irving, but also on the other end, we have Jason Tatum on Kevin Durant. And I know that we haven't seen a lot of we haven't seen a lot of individuals that can block Kevin Durant's shot. I wouldn't be surprised if Jason Tatum ends up being one of those guys in this series that gets added to the list of individuals that can block Kevin Durant's shot.
Like we're gonna say, it's not a lot of people that we've seen it. We've seen the African Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the other one was, and the other one was the New York Knicks center, Mitchell Robinson. Now, granted, both of these guys are basically 6'11", 7'1", with massive wingspans. I think Jason Tatum may be able to get a piece of one. Could be wrong. I could be dead wrong. You know, I could, I could be on my weak or the strong, got it going on, and I'm dead wrong kind of shit. Mm, that cup is done. I'm just basically, you know what? I'm not even going to continue that. <laughs> Seth Curry missed all of his shots, 0 for 4, no points. Right, but 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 let's go ahead and and and, and give a little, and give a little highlight on on Cleveland Cavaliers, right? Even though even though like they didn't win the game, but like they they fought and, and they had some good and they had a they, they could be, they had a nice good battle, you know. So let's you know we could not and, you know Chill Will ain't here, but still. Cleveland, this is for you. And we would see in this game, we would see marketing at 13 points, go 5 for 14, struggle a little bit. Okoro, he had no points, 13 minutes, 0 for, th- 0, um, 0 for 3, kind of matching Seth Curry's performance. You see Evan Mobley, he had 19 points, 9 for 13, shooting 7 rebounds and 2 blocks. You see Darius Garland go 13 for 24 for 34 points. And Karis LeVert go 4 for 12 for 12 points. Kevin Love would add 14 points off the bench. He shot 5 for 11, 3 for 4 from, from three-point range and 13 rebounds. And that would basically be it for some of the some of the key contributors and key producers for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They probably could have used a little bit more. They would have got their normal performances, probably from Karis LeVert, or probably also from um, Isaac Okoro as well. But who knows what, what would have happened if, they, if you get a normal performance from them, and then, but also Brooklyn, if they get their normal performance from Seth Curry. You know, I mean, who knows if that just if that just negates both um, that negates both sides, and you still see the outcome that we have here. This game is about to be over, and you see the and you see Atlanta Hawks up by twenty nine points with about thirty three seconds left, and you already see guys like damn, I forgot his name, and I just used him, um, Hubert Herbert, whatever his name is, um, the shooter from Atlanta, not not Trey Young, the white dude. You see him waving goodbye to the Charlotte crowd, number ten Charlotte. Loses to the number nine Atlanta. Atlanta goes on to face Cleveland. And they still missing shit. <laughs> and they missed uh it's funny because you saw Charlotte get a steal and they missed the easy layup dunk right and as they miss this as as they miss an alley-oop dunk you hear trey young over there barking that's why you lost like that's why you lost like that's how you lost i can't stand trey young i'm sorry i'm sorry i just i just can't i can't do it i can't do it but like i said they take the cleveland cavaliers they take it on boston next and based off of how Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in their interview, how they pointed out, or the Brooklyn Nets, I should just say, how they pointed out how they, how they would like to face Boston and point and pointed out the individuals that, that they can take advantage of in mismatch and mismatches. Those are those are fighting words. 
these are exactly what is called bullet bulletin board material. Like this, this is the stuff that as you normally don't want to say out loud to try to fuel that up a team, especially a team that believes that they are such a much they are a much better team than you are. That with their team cohesiveness, that they'll be able to um to bet to beat you. It took Trey Young twenty four shots to score twenty four points. Now, it's it's crazy because I went through a I went through a good portion of this season thinking about the Brooklyn Nets in a way that's been leaving me kind of lackluster about them. That they robbed us of the emotional attachment to them, right? Like they give us a lot of drama, but they robbed us of an emotional attachment because their players can't play all game. That during this whole entire season or their whole entire tenure together, they haven't had any historic runs that helped galvanize not just their city, but also start galvanize some of the country around them, right? And build one or two things, even more haters and, and more supporters, right? But they missed out on that. They missed having like a historic run, a third. 13 straight wins, 25, you know, 20 straight wins, 20, you know, 22 straight wins, 17, 18 straight wins. They they missed out on that because of how they're because of how they're set up. And because they didn't have any of those historic runs, we kind of got robbed of having that emotional attachment. Well, in a weird way, I think what they just did in this game against Cleveland may have helped gather some of that emotional attachment that was lacking during the regular season, which is kind of what this team's mantra has been, right? They, they feel about the regular season the way the LA Rams feel about draft picks, man. Fuck them. Fuck the regular season. And you see Kyrie Irving do what he has done on multiple occasions. First game of the season, we saw him have a ball out game. Even though the first game that he was back for being able to play in New York, he didn't have a ball out game. But first game in the playing tournament, ball out game. So Kyrie Irving is good for a couple of these games. A couple of these is just can he do it consistently to help you win? One of the things that's in his favor is that he's been he's been resting the majority of the year when everybody else has been forced to play to, um to play this game that they get paid to play. And he has been sitting home basically resting half the time. And he may have the freshest legs of any of the most uh, he has the freshest legs out of all of the dynamic players in the NBA that also didn't have any injuries to have to overcome he just sat down for Peter he just took basically PTO he just took some personal time off so it's gonna be interesting to see how far he's gonna take because I'm assuming that this is gonna be kind of the norm more than anything else where we're going to see a lot of these Kevin uh, uh, or these Kyrie Irving performances, and they'll probably just live with if it works out or if it doesn't work out. Right? And they'll take the wins and the losses with all the wins and losses because you guys know that, hey, when we catch him in these Hennedy's, we win. And, you know, when he doesn't hit him, then we lose. And we all know that it's a make or miss league, and. That's kind of what they'll hang their hat on. Now, also before we leave this as well, let's also give our give our condolences to everybody that has been affected by that Brooklyn shooting. 
Um, yes, we, we have heard about it. Um, we don't have a lot of information on it, so we haven't gone too deep into it. Last thing I heard is that they haven't caught the culprit as of yet that end up injuring so many people in the New York in New York subway. But um or in the Brooklyn subway. As you guys know, this is also just blocks away from where the Barclays Center is at. As you guys can see, it did not stop any it, it did not stop any of the game from being and as I saw from any of the game from being conducted, and and as you and, and it didn't and it didn't garnish any kind of ill will from the public or from the audience or the crowd, and there weren't any protests during the Brooklyn game that 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 would have delayed the action. I'll say to all that. That don't mean that we ain't had that shit for the other game. <laughs> the other game that we had last night was Minnesota versus the LA Clippers, right? And again. Another good game, right? That it was a five-point game coming down to the wire. And this was a game that was dominated by Master Splinter. Um, you guys may know him better as Rat Beverly, right? And Rat Beverly, as 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 it's been documented, that he is the emotional leader of this team. But I don't really think that he's the emotional leader of this team. I just think he's the guy with the most emotional damage. <laughs> that is not a fry. That is not a fry. That was like a piece of lettuce or some shit. It's colored really nice. I'm still munching more. I still may eat dinner. Sweet ass onions. All right. So he's the guy with really the most emotional damage. And I don't really like to give Patrick Beverly a lot of credit these days anymore, right? But Patrick Beverly did do what was necessary to help possibly keep his team engaged and to continue to help make this a thriller that it was last night. Now, this game... While it had a lot of intrigue, right? It had a lot of back and forth, right? And we're talking about the game between Minnesota and LA Clippers. There were still moments of this game where it was kind of unwatchable, right? There were moments of this game that it was difficult to get behind because we can see very much so that really when it comes to call Anthony Towns, they are who we thought they were. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Call Anthony Towns is exactly who we are, who, I, who I've been thinking he is. Or who we thought he was. And that is somebody that's a little too soft, is not really ready for the moment, that is one of the most talented big men in the game, but just isn't the most talented big man in the game. Isn't the pit bull of big men in this game. Isn't the go-getter of big men in this game. Isn't the big top dog pit bull style of big men in this game. Now, for a while, we did give him a pass due to the controversy that was going on in his life. But at so many, so, at some point, in some time, I know you can never get over things like that. But it's only so long for it's only, it's only for so long we can that and we can use that as a reasoning for why he's no longer playing well, right? And and at least be really just be the reason why we don't talk about his bad play. That's really all it was. 
his bad play was his inconsistent and bad play happened before then. There's a reason why Jimmy Butler didn't want to be a part of that team. There's a reason why there's a reason why Tom Thibodeau got got fired for coaching you hard. Pause. Call Anthony Towns had probably one of them. Well, the Brooklyn game that we just saw, right? Where Ky- where Kyrie Irving had one of the most incredible games that we have ever seen, and especially in a, in a game in a in an elimination game that matters. Call Anthony Towns did the complete opposite. He had one of the most pathetic games that we have ever seen from somebody that matters. Call Anthony Towns had three fouls in the first quarter. Four fouls in the first half. Fouled out of this game. With like seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Anthony Edwards even managed to foul um, against some foul trouble early, but he's a youngster. That's understandable. Minnesota didn't look like they were ready to win this game as as in, in the early beginning. We saw a lot, we saw them doing a lot of complaining to the referees for a lot of non-calls. And when I say non-call, basically calls that they thought should have went their way. Calling Anthony Towns are one of the most pathetic performances we've ever seen from somebody that matters. If I didn't know better, I would have thought that Call Anthony Towns bet on the other team to win. Or he placed a bet on himself for his own point total. It was that kind of horrific performance that we noticed that we saw from Call Anthony Towns. Pathetic performance that we saw from Call Anthony Towns that night. Call Anthony Towns would finish that game. Let's get let's get his information pulled up. Call Anthony Towns would finish that game playing 24 minutes with 11 rebounds. I mean 11 points. Five rebounds, three assists, two steals, four turnovers, and six personal fouls. And they did a 14 plus minus. Early in this game when when Call Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards were both out of the game due to foul trouble. We saw the maturation of one D'Angelo Russell. As D'Angelo Russell, early on in their absence, you seen him trying to be the playmaker, trying to get his other teammates involved so they can feel included in the offense and, and make them realize that they would probably need to be a part of whatever combat was about to be necessary to win this game. And after watching his teammates fail, blow layups, and complain to the referee, and, and, and blunder passes and complain to the referee, DeAndre Russell finally started taking matters into his own hands and started scoring the ball on, on his own dime and started doing the things necessary, started making more winning scoring plays to help, the scoring plays to help his team win versus passing plays try to help his team win or play making plays to make his team win. He took a little bit upon himself to, to get things um, take on. Um, oh, damn. I'm sorry. I just seen, I just seen Brandon Ingram just dance on somebody, pull up and take a Kevin Durant like shot and just splash city. No noise. So he saw the maturation of D'Angelo Russell as he realized that on the part that he was going to have to play to, to give his team a chance. 
you saw Rat Beverly do what he does, and and that is get underneath the other team's skin enough to try to draw technicals or force them into bad situations. He's a rat. What can I say? We don't talk about me. I don't know. That song's been going in my head the whole entire time I've been doing this podcast. I haven't even seen the movie yet either. Because every time my niece asks me about if I've seen the movie, I tell her to stop cussing at me. That's not how we do this, youngster. And so you saw D'Angelo Russell. He did his thing, right? 37 minutes, 10 for eight. 10 for 18 from the field, 3 for 5 for 3-point range, 6 for 8 from the um, from the line, um, 18 shots to put up 29 points in 37 minutes. Add that with his 5 rebounds and 6 assists and also 3 steals. He finished that game with a plus 12. We saw D'Angelo Russell take over when he needed to. When... Once he... When he wasn't taking over, we saw also one other... Anthony Edwards get highly involved in this game, driving to the lane, absorbing contact, finishing through, um, finishing with his chest through defenders. All right, taking and making key three point shots. He'll he'll play for thirty seven minutes, go ten for twenty one from the field, five for eleven from three point range, five for six from the line, twenty one shots to make thirty points, to score thirty points, to go along with five rebounds and two assists. The rat would have seven points and eleven rebounds. Two for eight shooting. At one point in time, he had a three pointer that was at the buzzer that that got that got rescinded because he didn't get it off in time. But it was big for the energy of his team, and the and part of the momentum. They were already up by that time. I think it reduced it from a five point lead to what was now turning up to being a two point lead. But they will maintain that lead to continue to win this game. They eventually went. Minnesota team was eventually win this game one hundred nine to one hundred four. And a lot of that was due to Patrick Beverly's energy and his antagonistic ways. But we saw a breakout performance also by Anthony Edwards. As he also, after getting himself in foul trouble, he would finish his game with four fouls. He, he, he realized that he, that he was going to have to change something in his gameplay. And also, not only just change change something in his defensive gameplay, but also just make the necessary shots and start being a little bit more aggressive. Um, you will see him get called for for a couple of take for like a, for at least one bullshit for, um, call foul at the end against Paul George. To be honest with you, that was a that was a rip through move against Paul George, and that Paul George committed. And they said that they don't that they don't call those anymore. All right, so they shouldn't have given that to Paul George to begin with. At least not the shooting portion of it. I think they made it a shooting foul. <clears throat> Cole Anthony Towns. I said this already, right? 11 shots for 11 points. 24 minutes, a negative 14. Five rebounds. Out-rebound by Patrick Beverly alone. Three assists. No blocks. Patrick Beverly out-blocked him. But Patrick Beverly also had more blocks than any, than any starter on his team. Minnesota Tobin was playing a hell of a game, right? And 
only thing that made this game uh, that made this game so comical, right, was just really seeing Patrick Beverly's response during the end of the game, which I guess we could all get, right? Patrick Beverly feels insulted. Feels insulted based off of the fact that this is a team that wouldn't resign him. They told him that, hey, you're not worth the kind of money that um that that you're asking for. So, so we don't think that we don't so we're not we're not we're not valuing you that way anymore. You go ahead and find your find your value somewhere else. And he did that in Minnesota. And it's kind of those poetic justice things where the team that you play first is the team that got rid of you to say that you weren't good enough, and then you also get to eliminate them and stop them from continuing any further postseason play. Now, the celebration, I, I can get a little bit, right? Or well, it's a little bit over the top, possibly, but that's what emotions are. You get to continue your postseason play. You get you get to put yourself in a position that nobody thought you was going to be in, in the beginning when this when this when when this tournament started, right? When the season started. So there is a there is a reason for celebration there. You're also not so much celebrating also for yourself, but you're also celebrating with the fans and with that city. Hey, we did it. Hey, we're moving on. Hey, we got more to give. Come back. For part two, or come back for the sequel, come back for the next chapter. We're gonna need you here, but thank you for what you have helped done so far. So I I can oh, now I want a whopper melt. So I can fully understand. I can fully understand them. Going through that level of celebration, that level of of emotion, I can also understand some people make I'm making fun of, poking fun of them because it did seem like a little over the top. But you know what? It's still you celebrating something that you have been working on for the last eighty two plus games. It's something that you've been working on for the last six months. And now, when most teams' first goal is, hey, let's just make it into the playoffs, guess what you just did? You made it into the playoffs. And it took a it took a final one-game elimination to do it. Yeah, I'm happy as fuck if I'm, if I'm them. Yeah, I'm celebrating. Yeah, I may act a little bit of a fool, depending on who I beat. And for them, it was it was personal. Oh shit! I ain't gonna lie. This last hour gonna be rough. But now you also see, just like how we go, just like how we we got a lot of intrigue from that from from the from the Eastern Conference early playing games, right? We're gonna get something similar from these playing games as well, where another level of intrigue come because we are talking about. Now Minnesota versus Memphis, and we see, oh, we see all the different beefs that the Rat has across the league, and one of the individuals that he has been beefing with lately is also that of John Morant. So, oh shit, it's gonna be interesting to see 
what that looks like now. All right, what that looks like now in a seven-game series as the chippiness starts to wear and wear down and wear down, basically like water on on, 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 a, on, a, on a boulder. You just you just very slowly start getting that weather damage. And we'll see if it's enough to make him crack. John Morant, that is. Because what you, what you don't... What you don't want is for John Morant to take up in Patrick Beverly's shenanigans, right? And start getting out of his element and picking up unnecessary technical and personal fouls because you are entertaining a rat. Just keep saucing him up and get him off a little bit of cheese and he'll go ahead and be distracted enough to leave you alone. But that's but that's but that's what we have next, right? That's that's what we have next when it comes to the next series of playing games. What we also have now, like I said, one game really just one game just finished. One of one of these games just just finished when we're talking about as, as we're talking about the, the tonight's playing games. And that was Atlanta Hawks versus the Charlotte Hornets. And I'm not gonna lie to you. When it came to that particular matchup, right? Let me see who was the favorite here. Let's see if I have those numbers for you guys. Let's see if they provided those numbers. Because when it came to that particular matchup, I'm not going to lie to you when I say that I was actually rooting for Charlotte to win that game. Like, that is my honest truth. I'm not going to hide from that. Uh, let's see. They don't have the odds in here anymore. At least I don't see them. Ah, fuck the odds. So I was trying to see if I could figure out who who they had as the favorite to win this game. And I'm pretty sure that if I had to be realistic, most entities probably would have had Atlanta to be the favorite, just because Atlanta how at um how deep into the playoffs Atlanta Atlanta were last year. I would assume that they would that they I'm assuming that they would that they would pick them based off of thinking that those guys would be able to pull up on that kind of that that run that they made last year that that playoff run that they made an experience from it to be able to know what's necessary to come away with a one game of one one game elimination game victory and I'm kind of seeing that right. Experience sometimes it really does matter. So I wouldn't have been surprised, and 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 honestly, I would have thought that the X factor would have been the point guard play. This which whoever could get the better of who and whoever can conduct their offense better between the metal ball and when it comes to Trey Young. And obviously, like the tips to winning would have just been them trying to keep Trey Young contained and not make sure that that he does, that he dictates too much of the offense. Listen, if he has to be the guy that scores 84 points, make him have to score 84 points to beat you. You know, there's, there's, there's other guys doing do undo it. But most teams aren't going to start allowing that much leeway and, and they're going to start cheating and finding ways and leaking over. And next thing you know, there goes Hubert or Hubert, Hubert. With his with his three point barrage and the rest of that team too, even as even as Collins is taking a nice little a nice little break, you know what I mean, and trying and trying to recover and see if he can come back to help his team in the postseason. 
that even he wouldn't been a problem if he's still in there. And they won by thirty, by damn near thirty fucking points, and they didn't even they weren't even at full strength. The other game right now, the other game tonight is, is the other one that's going on right now, which is San Antonio versus the New Orleans Pelicans, right? And this is one of those games that we don't see Trey Young, not Trey Young. We don't see any. Damn it, Kenneth Reed, Benny Zion Williamson. <laughs> we don't see any Zion Williamson again. Is he still in his street clothes and he's still trying to get work his way back? We did see him a couple of. We we did see him in a couple of warm up drills, um, taking taking a couple of jump shots and also taking his trainer off the dribble and finishing strong at the rim of a series of impressive dunks, windmills behind the backs and other another another freakishly athletic torquish moves right. Now as I'm as I'm looking at this new one is at San Antonio game. Excuse me. This would have been one of those tough games. Still, is a tough game for me to f- figure out, right? Because we have, you have all the experience of Greg Popovich in them, but then you have the youth of of New Orleans and, and a lot of young, hungry guys with a lot of stuff to prove. And that's the only difference between San Antonio and New Orleans. I don't know if San Antonio has that hunger in them that they have something to prove. And I know that this team isn't part of any of the teams that have won championships. I just don't know if this team has hunger. So if you ask me about my X Factor in this game, it's gonna be that hunger. Like, like, like to be honest with you, literally is which team wants it more. San Antonio has all of the necessary experience through coaching and culture to be able to beat a young New Orleans team that isn't so used to being here. But guys like Brandon Ingram, right, guys like CJ McCullough, they're hungry. Right, they are hungry to get this W, and their hunger may just be enough to overpower their opponent. That may just be a little comfy, and not even so much comfy. Just not that hungry. We have just about an hour left into the podcast, right? Let's 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 talk about a way that that you don't have to worry about being hungry or frustrated, right? Where you can always be able to, you know, that you can always, that you can always satisfy your appetite and also your partner with Blue Chew. What is Blue Chew, folks? Blue Chew just happens to be, do I have one over here? Do I have one in arm shot? I thought I did. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Okay. Am I going to show it to you? I guess I won't. But what is Blue Chew? Blue Chew just happens to be a little blue pill, folks, that gives you back your throat. All you got to do is open up a pack and head straight to the sack. Just a few chews before you do, 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 do. That little blue pill has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so that's one opportunity that you just can't miss. And for a very low cost, you can beat it up like a boss, and she will love how you come through like a champ when you Blue Chew in advance. All you need to do is use this week's promo code of LPLJ. That's Lima Papa, Lima Juliet, and you can get your first order of Bluetooth for free directly in front of out, uh, straight from the folks of, of my T Sports. Listen, you put in that promo code, and that goes on our diamond, and you get and you get your first order of Bluetooth for free on us. 
Like it's the only thing that you need to pay for is your shipping and handling. That goes out to your postal workers because listen, they have a hard job making sure that they deliver everything to you in that rain, sun, sleet, or snow. So listen, so so reward them for their hard job so that they're keeping you up for your hard job, right? Because Blue Chew only has two requirements when you do get your packaging, right? It's nothing fancy, nothing special. You chew it, and then you do it. And that's it, brother. That's it. Can I get some reggae homes for that shit? Can I get some reggae homes for that shit? Hey, yo, DJ Mighty. Hey, yo, DJ Mighty. Hit me up with no horns. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and since we give him, and since we got the horns popping, right? Let's also give a. Let's bring that down. So. Right, nice little big up to one Derek Carr. Right, Derek Carr signed himself. A nice little contract extension with the Las Vegas Raiders. He signed a three-year, what was it? Three-year, $120 million extension, if I'm not mistaken. Also, let me see. Actually, I took a screenshot of this. I'm not using my phone. I can actually use my phone for productive purposes. Oh shit, that's work. I need, I need to see if I can secure myself some work for tomorrow. I'm over here looking into everything else. Especially these jobs. That shit still there? No, it's gone. Wait, let's see. No, it's gone. Gosh darn it. What was I looking for again? What was I looking for again? Oh yeah. Derek Carr's trade or extension. So three years, one hundred twenty-one point five mil, which basically is still the same thing. I was kind of thinking that he was getting paid over four, just about forty million dollars a year. Derek Carr's nice little extension. Derek Carr's he's, he's been a nice he's been he's been a nice little piece for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, he's one of those guys that he probably doesn't get enough respect for the numbers and for the work that he puts up and for how he's able to keep his team together through all of the noise that is constantly going through Vegas right now these days. And not just the noise that's going through Vegas, but also a lot of the noise that started off when he was a Raider. Right? All of that as well, too. So, big up to him. Uh, I don't know to say that he's fully deserving of all that because my question would be, would you pay Derek, would you pay... Would you pay Baker Mayfield $40 million a year? And I think most people ain't willing to pay Baker Mayfield more than $25 million a year. I that Baker Mayfield could become the face of one of these other football franchises, right? One of these other football leagues, I should say. In some kind of weird trade that gets Baker Mayfield out of Cleveland, out of the Browns' hair, but gets him to another, or gets him to a whole nother a whole nother league, a whole nother entity of a league 
but still helps benefit Cleveland with, with what they're able to get back in money and in rights. That's just crazy to me. Now, as these playing games come along, right? Then we still that we still have the rest of these. We still have the rest of the playoffs that are going to start shaping up, right? As you guys know, in the East, we had the Miami Heat as they locked up the number one spot. So the Miami Heat are going to be taking on now whoever whoever comes away as the winner for the eighth spot, right? And that is going to be whoever wins between now is going to be Cleveland and Atlanta. From the way that this game is, from the way that that game just ended, right? So we're talking about now Miami either playing playing now we're talking about Miami played either Cleveland or Atlanta, and, and this is going to be interesting because, in a weird way, I watch Atlanta games now just to see them lose. So I've now been intrigued and captivated for for Atlanta, but also. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be watching that whoever Miami plays first because I'm you know I'm down here in South Florida. Obviously, that Brooklyn and Boston game, as that's already been locked up, that game is gonna have its own level of intrigue. Seeing Kyrie Irving go back to his former team that 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 called him trash, and it's, you know basically. We have Milwaukee versus Chicago. Chicago has greatly fell off since they since they lost their point guard in, in Lonzo Ball. I, um, I gave you those numbers earlier this season that they were, what was it? That without Lonzo Ball, with Lonzo Ball, they were, at the time I did these numbers, they were 22 and 13. And without Lonzo Ball, they were eight and twenty, playing just a little under five hundred basketball. And trust me, that was just enough to kind of help push them out. At one point in time, Chicago Bulls were one of those teams that was sitting number one in, in, in the in the East as well, too. But so were the Knicks. So <laughs> I don't know if that's keep, if that's saying anything, right? Um, anymore as we come down to the to the end of the come out to the end of the season. And then I'll, and then for that four five matchup, we're gonna see the Philadelphia 76ers take on Toronto. Now the, the biggest intrigue that gets added to that game. Ooh, 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 dancing, 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 misses. The biggest intrigue that comes from that game as we're about to come to the end of the first quarter. New Orleans, 26. San Antonio, 22. As New Orleans just made a nice little reverse layer with, with time running out. Couldn't see who that was. But, man, they, they got the ball off real quick, pushed it up. Number eight gets it over to number five. Number five does a nice little reverse, and we have a bucket before that, before the first quarter ends. All right. So we have the rest of the playoffs shaping up, right? And we have – and you see all these matchups, right, like Philadelphia versus versus Toronto. And honestly, the biggest entry that's going to come from that game is to see that how many – which players from Philadelphia 76ers aren't vaccinated to be able to play into Canada. And obviously, after that, there's the there's the there's the James Harden um, issues or saga that's going on. But really, what's probably going to be one of the biggest things to worry about is, hey, how many players do Philly have that's not vaccinated? Because that comes into play. But also, also a lot of the other things that come into play, right? Is all of the injuries that that have that that have been going on for this um coming up to this postseason, and how some of these guys can really use these four, five, six, seven games off before they play their next game. 
like this this little week off or however long it is, that is something that they all can use. We have injuries, and I, and I just need to mention he's not in part of this. But we have RJ, guys like RJ Barrett. And if he was in, if his team was in the playoffs, this would have been great for them. All right, probably not because he would have been in the playoffs and it wouldn't have helped them. But RJ Barrett, he hurt himself on the very last game of the season, right? Which had all with Knicks fans, Knicks fans, and all kinds of scared. Sorry, second to last game of the season, right? He didn't play the last game of the season due to his injuries. Knicks fans are going to be going to be glued to the glued to the injury wire to see how this pans out and how this plays out. But we have injuries that actually do matter. You see Luka Doncic in a walking boot as as look like he um he strained um strained or tore a calf muscle. Not sure if he's going to be back in this in, in the playoffs or or if he's going to be back at, uh, back in town for the first round. I should say or even back for the playoffs at all. And it's gonna and it's gonna be intriguing to see because this Dallas team was was kind of rolling. Um, we heard we even there was even talks at some point in time about about Luka Doncic should be in these MVP talks. As and, and you know how we define talks, right? Like he should be in the MVP talks when it comes um, um when it comes to people for this season. And that's how good he was doing coming out to the end, especially after they traded away Christoph Porzingis. But now you now you're gonna see all of that hard work and all of that effort is probably gonna go right down the drain. And I don't give them much of a chance without Luka Doncic to beat Utah. Like that's just like that's just just really how how crazy things are, right? And now these towns, these teams are gonna have to deal with that. But it's not just Luca. We saw, we saw the LA Clippers last night get affected by it. Because LA Clippers, even though they lost last night to Minnesota, they're not fully out of it. They're waiting for the winner between New Orleans and the, the winner between between New Orleans and San Antonio, as they'll be playing for that eighth spot after that. But you definitely see what this game looked like for them, especially. Without one Kawhi Leonard, who is who is still out injured, but is looking like he could return very soon. See, these are guys like I don't know how far Luca is, but like Kawhi Leonard, if they make it into the second round of the playoffs, don't I wouldn't be surprised if you see him. Ben Simmons, who's out for the Brooklyn Nets, same thing. Second round, we may see Ben Simmons, which is crazy to me, because in the second round. The if the Brooklyn Nets beat the Boston Celtics, you're now talking about coming back when you play when you play Milwaukee. And now when we when we finally see Ben Simmons is when he's probably gonna have his one of his toughest matchups against Greek V. But also if they could pull that off, then it's gonna make it's gonna make their next matchup against Miami or Philly seem like a breeze, right? Be interesting. It's really gonna be interesting. We also see Steph Curry that can that can use some coming back to. Now, Steph Curry is probably gonna be one of the one of the few guys that he's not gonna he's not he doesn't have the luxury and he doesn't have the teammates to be able to wait until the second round before he comes back. No, when it comes to Stephen Curry, he's he's gonna be back in that first round. And we're gonna be waiting to see how he comes back and how he looks as he comes back. New Orleans just went up with another shot by CJ McCullough, 30 to 25. 
So these injuries are gonna play is gonna play a big role when it comes to these matchups, right? Like I said, so as 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 these things start to finalize, right? I have Philly over Toronto, but that's really only if they have enough players to get by them. I have Milwaukee beating Chicago. I have Brooklyn beating Boston because at this point in time, that's my New York team that I that I have to root for. And I have and I have Milwaukee and I have Miami taking care of their business as well. Right, and then if, when we're talking about the West, where like I said we have these we have these things lining up as well, where but you have Minnesota locked up to go ahead and, t- and take on the second place Memphis Grizzlies, and Memphis Grizzlies remember not just the second place team in the West, they're the second best team in the league, as they finish the season off with a record of fifty six and twenty six. There's going to be a lot of young talent, a lot of all, and a lot of energy in that game, and I'm still picking Memphis. I take Phoenix over whatever team that they're going to play, whether it's the L.A. Clippers or it's the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm going to go Golden State over Denver. And then we're going to go Utah over Dallas. And, and, that's, and that's basically determined on based off, um, based off of Luka Doncic's injury status. And then going to the next round, I'm taking Phoenix over Utah. I'm going to take Memphis over Golden State for personal reasons. And then next thing you know, we have Phoenix and Memphis in, in the East, in the Western Conference Championship. And that's why I'm going to leave it on both for both of them. I'm not going to give you who I have my prediction to win both conferences, but that's definitely who I have my final four coming out. I have it going, I got a little bit of chalk. I got Phoenix and Memphis going up against each other, but then I have Miami and Brooklyn going up against each other. And when Miami faces Brooklyn, that's going to be another intriguing match. And that's also going to be something I'm going to be really excited to see down, being able to catch down here amongst the people. Like I said, when we get to that, when we get that deep into the... When we get that deep into the playoffs, as New Orleans extends their lead up to nine, I may just start doing every I may start doing every week at Sharkies until the playoffs is done after a certain amount of time. And don't you guys forget that <laughs> next week we'll catch us live at Sharky's as we celebrate our New Year's. You know, you know what next next week is going to be April twentieth. So you guys make sure you you come and you check us out at Sharky's because not only will we be there, but we'll also have our normal gifts and prizes for for a trivia question um answered, but we'll also have some special gifts and prizes. For those that are able to that those that come through and also for those that are able to answer our trivia questions as well i hope to see all you guys there and i know you're wondering like damn why does this sound like the end my nigga like why does it sound like this is this, this is coming down to us to his crescendo because you know what it is it, it truly is it truly is listen we, we could, listen we're gonna have plenty of stuff to talk about pretty soon right we're gonna have a big friday coming up Right, as as it's really weird because on Friday we're gonna have the seventy fifth anniversary of, of of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball. I feel like there's a lot of seventy fifths going on this year, and I think right now this is also the seventy fifth anniversary of the NBA. We have the NHL playoffs um on um, playoffs starting real soon, so we'll get a lot to you. But you know what? As things or have things have kind of settled down a little bit tonight, this is a podcast. I don't have to give it to you all for a full two three hours this time. I can actually cut a little bit short and get myself a little bit of rest. Or maybe I just switch over and I start playing a little bit of 2K. Who knows how I feel? But I definitely know I'm not going to sleep until the end of this game. 
but this has been a this has been a good episode, and these have been some really good games that we have watched so far, right? Like I said, these last two games, when it comes to the, the these these two nine ten games so far, haven't been as intriguing as the seven eight games of last night. These two games look a little bit more blowout ish. New Orleans is is, is is again that they are pushing this leader. They still have a nine point lead, and like I said, they just make like it may just come to, and I know this is very cliche, but this game really just may come down to who wants it more who really wants this victory who has the energy who's going to make the key plays because that's also what we saw in atlanta that's also what we saw in minnesota right minnesota has that guy in patrick beverly that hustle guy that guy's going to throw himself on the ground the guy's going to go after every hustle play the guy's going to poke the ball away the guy's going to jump into the crowd jump into the stands right but that's what they that's what atlanta had too and trey young believe it or not they had that guy that was doing all of the little intangibles. They had that hungry guy putting together everything, you know what I mean, that he, like, like, like putting together all of the energy stuff that he needed to try to help his team win. And if you have that guy, especially in games like now, that could really do a lot in these one-game eliminations. It looks like New Orleans, for the most part, like they have those guys, and San Antonio may not have that guy. They may just be a little too calculated in their schooling to be able to draw on the emotions that they need to be able to overcome this this one game elimination. But you know what, folks? That is officially my time. I am Thalon Thomas Taylor. Thank you for listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Don't forget that you can catch the podcast everywhere that you listen to podcasts at, whether that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can call into the, um, to the podcast through Podbean as well. You can catch us on TikTok and also on Twitch. Folks, anywhere that you can find podcasts at is where you will find us. Thank you for listening. Like the boy Toby at Wigway says, continue to catch a wave that never says, but like we like to say here on the podcast, be the kind of person that you would hire to, to work for you. Be the person that you would want to work for you. On that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask my DJ to play my outro so I can stop rambling, and we'll see you guys on Friday. And I can't wait to see you guys on Wednesday. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me. Cut my camera so I can take my clothes off. No lag. No lag. Yeah, put my curtain up. Go share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Oh, shit. We stop it. We got one more.
You trying to hide from me? I don't even got to walk in with my tool out. That shit too loud. 